Welcome hey. to episode 130 of Super Suit Show, mm-hmm. uh, entitled, um, go ahead man, you made up the title, you can, you can Gun Reloaded. Gun Reloaded, it's gonna be a hot one today, uh, we do have a special guest, uh, an indie comics writer, uh, introduce yourself, sir, um, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm late today, it's um, okay, it's your boy Phony Toast, the toastest with the mostest. Task the old nerdy bastard in the building, and yes, we will have a uh, special guest in here tonight because I think that it's important, you know, especially since I, you know, we just completed a Kickstarter doing indie comic stuff. A lot of people have been asking questions about it. I think it's great to interview other indie artists to see how their process and how they did things. Yes, um, and you know, like we said, we we are very. We stand behind the, it's an open show. Yeah. If you want to be on, just ask. We will try to fit you in as long as we don't got anything else going on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it don't even matter if you don't do comics. You can just come on and just chat with us. We, yes. we are that open. Yes. We've had a man come from literally an entire different continent across the vast ocean mm-hmm. and pull up and came in the studio and been on the show. So it's a, it's a legitimately anybody thing, anytime. We do not. But uh, only for people who want to be on the show. Yeah, like, it, well, if you don't want to be on the show, we're the not show. gonna argue with you. If you don't, you're not f- fucking with us. Fine. But those of you who don't know, a lot of people didn't like that we had Cthulhu on the show yesterday. I mean, last week. Last week. Um, True. people were hating on that. Um, they're entitled to hate on that. That's fine. I'm yep. perfectly okay with that. Um, uh, you know, I'm not as okay with it. Why not? And here's why. Let's have this conversation. Some some of the hate that I saw, we got. Was before the show even episode? Was it before the show even aired? So, so they completely missed the first interview that we did prior okay. to Truth to Dulu being on. Okay. So the the I guess energy that they were giving was mm-hmm. that we are we are not a woman friendly show. Yet they had no idea that we had a woman who was in the military, uh-huh. who was a Captain Marvel fan, oh. on the show prior to. So that so, that predetermined hate. So that sounds like a personal problem. I think so. So that's why I do, I say we shouldn't even acknowledge them. So what? We know the right. We know the truth. Like we had, but we've had women on the show. So if someone comes and multiple says, women on the show, and the thing <laughs> is that I, I hope we don't do is people are entitled to feel whatever way they want. Like if they feel like we, and I've been guilty of this too. I've been spending all this time saying I don't hate women. I don't hate women. I don't do this. I don't do that. I know that I don't. And all the people who fuck with me know I don't I hate women either. So, like, I'm like, why do I keep trying to defend myself? They're entitled to feel whatever they feel. If they feel like we hate women, okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. If that's the route you want to take, fine. I know the truth. You know the truth. And anybody with a good brain who doesn't just follow anybody just off of their word and decides to do their own research, they're going to find out, oh, shit, that's not true at all. <laughs> true. Yeah, you just need to watch the last episode. That would, be, I think, be enough. You know, I just I just hate people pushing a narrative to others because we did have people come on after the show mm-hmm. and say, yeah, I had heard the narrative about that you guys hate women, mm-hmm. and then I just happened to tune into the show because tomorrow was tagged. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I was completely wrong. Yeah. I'm sad that I bought into that narrative. Yeah. So, you know, your lies do hurt people, but we, I guess I have to agree with Taz. We should ignore them. You guys are full of it, and, yeah, we love all people. The cream rises people, to the top. Both sexes. Yes. And all, everything in between. Yes. Uh, I, I literally hate nobody. 
I don't hate anybody. You can come on the show as much as you want. Uh, direct all that hate towards Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah. I mean, direct you know. the hate towards Cthulhu. Don't hate me. Don't hate us. And, and Cthulhu has his own platform that he also does live. <laughs> so does. you can go talk all the shit you want to him. The difference is Cthulhu accepts it. But this was all for it. He's like, yeah, talk all this shit to me. He, he wants the smoke. Yeah. Me, I can take the smoke. He wants it. <laughs> like, he told me straight up. He said, I'm selfish. No, bring it all here. No, 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 no. Don't take that to them. I want it. <laughs> I also thought it was important to have both sides on because I needed to understand what his hate was. And we pretty much showed that hate was complete bullshit. Yeah, he didn't even see the movie to hate it. That's what I'm saying. Like you are completely uninformed based on your hatred. And, you know, like you said, we had the perfect contrast of the movie. We had somebody who did see the movie, mm-hmm. who has lived a very similar life to mm-hmm. the human side of, you know, what we got from that movie. And mm-hmm. how well they did at, you know, showing the dynamics of somebody who's in her that person's position, especially during that time. Absolutely. So, you Absolutely. know, we try to give everybody both sides of an argument, to be fair mm-hmm. to both sides. I mean, if and he com- had some legitimate complaints, mm-hmm. which, you know, there were a couple that, you know, I did understand where, you know, Carol in the comics hasn't gotten great treatment. She hasn't. So going into the movie, if you're, you could see somebody not being a Carol fan. But at the same time, having seen the movie, it's like, yeah, this is a whole different Carol. And this is the Absolutely. path that... Carol needs to go down. And supporting and, this, mm-hmm. we'll probably get his better books. And in the <laughs> books right now, that's the route they're going. And in Marvel's defense, she's only been Captain Marvel for six years. Like, like we keep forgetting that. Like, she's yeah. she's only held she the, is the rebrand for six years. But we don't forgive Civil War II. We, we don't. And that was a big step, <laughs> and it stepped so bad, they kicked Bendis off of Marvel. <laughs> Bendis is overwrite Superman now. He's doing it over there. I like it. I like Young Justice. Yeah. I like um, both Superman books. He's doing great over there. That was the best thing that happened to him. Because sometimes you just got to try something different, you know? Yeah, like, he grew a little stagnant. He was growing a little stagnant over on Marvel. So he moved over to DC. And at first I was hating. But now that he's over there, I'm like, great. I'm reading Superman again. I'm yeah. fucking with this. And this is... And this is probably because Superman start off really well in Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Then he did start to get a little bit stagnant. Yeah, and yeah, this is a this is a good revitalization. And it didn't come, I think, too late for the character. I agree. You know, because Superman could go. I mean, Superman has gone years mm-hmm. of just being eh in yeah. his solo books. Yeah, I, I agree one hundred percent. But let's get to the shits, um, because we have shit to talk about this week. Yeah, we have shit to talk about. We've got a, we've got the interview mm-hmm. real quick. Let's and... get to it. Um, James Gunn. Oh, you want to start with James Gunn? God, let's get to the shits. Let's get to the shits. Okay. Um, um Jam- the gun fired first off, and the gun yeah. was unfired and reloaded. <laughs> in no, yeah, they shot the bullet. It missed the mouse, and the mouse gave him another gun and reloaded. Um. I'm, I'm a hood nigga, and I'm from the block, and I gotta respect the finesse when I see one. Okay. I gotta respect it. I feel bad for old boy who started that shit. For those of you who don't know, uh, James Gunn is officially doing Guardians 3. Yeah. But he's also doing Suicide Squad 2. So he got a super come up. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, he's he doing baby evil Superman. My man, made a, my man made, turned a two to a four. <laughs> shit, two to a ten. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, okay, so let me get this straight. Before these dudes talk shit, 
He had one movie. And now, a year, almost a year later, he now has two movies. <laughs> two movies in Marvel DC and another superhero movie independent of that. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, because Brightborn, I think, will surprise people. Uh, <laughs> right one, I think it will surprise people because that shit look fire right now. Adult named Ralph said I'm indifferent to gun back on Disney. Tell me more. Um, listen here, man. I think a few things happened. Number one, I don't think they could find another director. Mm. I think they tried to get another director and everybody was like, nah. We're not going to do it. And I, and I remember seeing, you know, a lot of people, you know, posting online, excuse me, tagging directors. And every single one of them would reply, oh, you know who do a better guy, job? James Gunn. I think that whoever would have taken that job would have been a bad move. I think that would have been a horrible move. Imagine you're a young up-and-coming director. And they say, hey, you want to do Guardians 3? And you take the role. Everybody's going to hate you. <laughs> Everybody's going to hate you. They're like, no, don't touch this shit. James Gunn or nothing. James Gunn or nothing. Now, you're running a business. Remind me, what's zero times zero? That is a zero. Sir. It's a zero, right? Yeah. So, you either hire him back or you don't have a film. Yeah, that's very true. What are your decisions? What's your choice? You got you to gotta bring it back. You're too far invested. Well, you're too far invested in, I mean, let's be honest. It's... I think at the time, mm-hmm. especially with everything that was going on, mm-hmm. they didn't have a choice really but to act on it. Yeah. But in hindsight, when you come down to it, unlike you know many others, mm-hmm. he did go back. I mean, prior to this, you know, these were deleted tweets that people brought up. Yeah, you know, there was mistakes were made, things were said, mm-hmm. and they were taken back long before they were brought up. Mm-hmm. So I think that you know when it comes down to you know specific situations. It's easy to kind of go back in hindsight and say, look, we acted a little rash. The industry was industry was on that full intolerance at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in hindsight, you did rectify your mistake early on. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's up, Aaron? Thank you for joining us. Uh, um, uh, Check the circuit said, I mean, look, people had the right to talk shit. He did, in fact, say do those awful things, but it's about growth and forgiveness. Let me... Um, Let me take it further. I posted this yesterday. The whole concept of Guardians of the Galaxy where there were pieces of shit that came together to become better people. So, for everyone's a fan of the Guardians, it almost seems to me almost kind of hypocritical to, like, say, oh, well, that doesn't apply to the guy who wrote and directed it. (laughs) That doesn't apply to him at all. And let's be real, they were dumb jokes. And he already apologized for it. We have to allow people to grow. We have to. As human beings. Yeah. We have to fuck our everything else. As human beings, we have to allow people to get better. I'm not talking about people who've murdered people. I'm not talking about people who have shot up schools and shit. I'm talking about people who did dumb, stupid shit recognize they did dumb stupid shit and decided i'm gonna be better and spend the rest of my life rectifying that behavior we have to allow people to do that i mean because if not i mean you generally you would essentially have to delete every movie every comedian's act from probably 1998 Mm -hmm. and before because 
many of them said shit that is deemed inappropriate now. You know, but many of them said it in the word, you know, in the idea of just, many have come back and apologized for it. It was, mm-hmm. it was a more time. I mean, look at Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy had two big comedic specials where he made shit ton of gay jokes. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You know, but absolutely. I don't, you know, you don't see people going back to Raw and shit like I mean, that. <laughs> like, oh, no, bro, we need to boycott this oh, man right now. No Shrek shit. for you, no oh, nothing. Shit. My thing is, I have nothing against people grow? going into, exactly. I have nothing against people going to people's past. And saying, hey, you did a lot of fucked up shit in the past. My thing is, once the people recognize it and say, you know what? You're right. I did some dumb shit. I'm sorry. That should end it right there. In my personal opinion. That should end it. Because we have to allow human beings to grow. That is unhuman-like and uncharacteristic of the human race to be held accountable for shit they did 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean, society has to change, you know. I mean, it's the 100%. I mean, no, 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 look, Martin Luther King was shot in 68. That ain't mm-hmm. that long ago. I don't hate all white people as a result of that. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Know? Now, because, now, someone brought up, what about uh, uh, the politicians who were wearing blackface? Here's what I say to that. Uh, if you're a politician and you do that, if people decide not to fuck with you anymore, you got to hold that. You, you got to hold that one. Yeah, I mean... You got to hold it. Like, if Disney decided to never hire Gunn back, he's got to hold that. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, when it happened, we said it makes sense. We live in a world where sometimes they don't want that smoke. And they're big enough that, you know, they could have pushed Guardians completely out. And just let it be that. Oh, Tracy said the silence on depth. The silence on Depp is fucked up. Listen, man, we already get a bad rap for hating women. I don't want to go that route yet. (laughs) You know about that, right? Uh, About the Depp situation that happened? I've I've heard a little. Well, I've heard the initial Depp stuff. Then Mm -hmm. I heard a little bit about. I think this past week some stuff came up with him. Well, basically, well, basically, um, Depp came out and said, "No, she was the abuser." Well, he's been saying that the whole time, right? Well, he no, he's been quiet. Okay. He now that he had to wait for those movies to go by. Like he he's like, I got movies to promote. He promoted the movies. Now the movies are over. Now he's coming out saying, Wait, she was the abuser. And of course, everyone's like, That's no good that's no that's nothing, that's not true, that's not true. My man pulled up pictures. Yeah, I saw the black eye stuff. Oh no, even yeah. worse, he pulled up court documents. Ooh. Yeah, we don't want that smoke. Too. Listen, listen. I to think me. we got an interview, right? We got an interview. <laughs> no, 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 no. We won't get into it. We won't get into it. But niggas is silent. Like, uh-huh. people are silent about this. Like, he pulled up straight up facts. Like, she can say what she wants. I have documentation. So. Mm. I mean... So you're saying we won't see that Mira movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 Nothing's going to happen to Amber. Yeah, of course not. Nothing's going to happen to yeah, her. Yeah, not in this age. This is something, as men, we got to accept that. That We got to take that one to the chin. It sucks. You got to take that You're absolutely right. You take the, the in that situation, we got to hold that one. Yeah, because I know, I know a couple cats who dated women who were rather uh, aggressive. Uh, and, like, one homie I had, he... I mean, he had visual marks all over his body. He was fucked up. She had not seen, had a hand laid on her. She was mm-hmm. flipping out when the cops got there, and they told him to leave. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they told him, yeah, you got to get up yeah. out your own house, fam. No, you're right. And MTF <laughs> said, to be fair, the court document is a complaint. You're right. It's a complaint, but you know what else it is? A paper trail. Yeah. That with the physical pictures, mm-hmm. we have two physical things against someone's word. It's true. If you ask me, Johnny Depp was the smart one. He's like, dude, I'm going to get paper trail on this. Yeah. You got You can't I mean, beat that. You can't. I mean, you can, and she will. <laughs> yeah, because but, your narrative isn't going to... Narrative is not going to play with you very well. I mean, we... Unfortunately, as men, you there's a long history of us being the aggressors. That's mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. 99% of the time it works. Mm-hmm. But All good. Let's not go that route. Let's <laughs> not go that route. We're going to get hated on. All I'm going to say is I wish and hope both parties the best. Um... Yeah. I hope Johnny Depp can bounce back from this. But let's not act like people haven't been canceled for less. That's true. Remember old boy who hosted Talking Dead? Oh, yeah. What the guy who runs name? Nerdist? What's yeah. his name? Oh, shit. What was his name? Was it like Chris Hartwick or something? Chris Hartwick, yeah. yeah. Chris Hartwick. They tried to get old boy up out of there. Yeah. They tried they to did. get him up out of there. They and did. And they pretty much did. He got fired. He got kicked off of his own shit. He created Nerdus. <laughs> he got kicked off of his own shit. Yep. And basically, it's it's, a, it's scary times, and I don't want to keep talking about this, but that whole attempt just happened over here. Like they tried to get us out of here. There was a guy I really respected who blocked me, and I was like, "What? I, I, he's taking their word for it." Yep. People people don't want to come and recognize the truth. And that's one of the reasons why we have an open format show. Like I said, if you really have a problem with us and you think your points are valid, you're welcome to come talking on the show. We've had people who have disagreed with us. Uh, what was old boy's name that uh, we had on the show? Who Sage. Sage Terrence. Sage Terrence. Sage Terrence and Taz used to go back and forth. If you go back and watch that episode, there's a civil conversation. Yeah. We we ain't gonna have nobody on the show and yell at you, belittle you, and all that. But let's be real with it. If you're not willing to talk about it, it's probably because you know you're wrong or you're a coward. You know what? And that's pretty much the end of it. You know what? I'm gonna do something different right now. I want to do something different. I am going to disagree with you, and let me tell you why. I don't want to talk to you no more. I don't. I don't want you on my platform. Fuck you. I don't want to. No more. I'm done. I don't want to talk to you. I've opened that door for people. I wanted them to say, hey, you got a problem with me? Come talk to me. People are now flipping that narrative and saying, oh, well, you're just trying to say debate me. I know that's not the case. We never said those words. But that's okay. But that's how they're going to take it. So, you know what? (sighs) Fuck you. I don't want you on the show. I don't want to talk to you. I don't you I don't owe you my time. Hmm? I don't owe you an explanation. When we got people like the guy that's gonna come on our show now who really wants to talk to us and, and build and help him go further. I'd rather talk to people who wanna fuck with me. I don't I'm on my Joe Budden shit. Like I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't need to talk to you. Keep it moving. Thank yep. you for watching the few shows you did. <laughs> Keep it pushing. You ain't stopping nothing over here. We're gaining new fans every day. Yep. Men and women. I want to keep as many fans as I can, but I'm starting to learn more and more this is not happening. It's not. 
And people are going to accept that. So I'm going to keep it really moving. I'm mad that it started following that dude because of you guys. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Sage? Cool. Yeah. Um, shout out to Sage. You know, um, I got nothing against them. Some niggas are sensitive. Yeah. I mean, he's sensitive, but, you know, like you said, we opened the door. The door was open. I guess the door was open, and niggas keep like taking advantage of us. And you know what? Fuck out of here. You're not gonna stop nothing here. We have our own shit. We have our own platform. Yeah. We're not signed to nothing. Nope. <laughs> so we're not signed to nothing. We advertise with nobody. Yeah. That's why you know if Marvel does something that sucks, we said. If DC does something that sucks, we said. If Image mm-hmm. does something that sucks, we said. And the reason why we got on this because of James Gunn because it's almost a similar situation. We did some shit in the past that got misinterpreted. People got pissed off at us and now they're trying to kick us out. Now, I do have a question about the gun situation and anybody on the feed can please respond to this. Why is WB getting no smoke at all? For what? For For hiring James Gunn. Before Disney rehired him. Oh, because like I said, it it, it was the temperature at the time. It died out, sadly. But WB hired him like a few months later. It died out quick. I don't think that's what it is. No? I don't think it's what it is. Uh, Follow me here. Okay. I think we live in a society of cancel culture. And with cancel culture, they want to destroy... The higher up you are, the more they want you out of there. So it was considered a win taking them off of Disney. But then he went to WB to pretty much do the same shit. And nothing. And then Disney rehires him back. And people are pissed at Disney again. Saying boycott Disney. I'm like, why is that same energy and smoke not over here for WB who's doing the same exact shit? (laughs) Mm. You can't argue this. Yeah, that's a good point. You can't argue this. Why is that energy not the same? It's not. I saw so many people say, I'm boycotting Disney. I said, what about WB? Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. <sighs> yeah. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. Do you think it's Disney or Marvel is getting the hate? Disney. Disney? I think it's Disney. Overall? I think it's Disney. People feel Disney think about it. Big. The two biggest things that are hated right now. Star Wars, Marvel. Who has both? Mmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's the point. I forgot. I didn't even think about all the Star Wars hate. Motherfuckers hating. They pull all cards on Star Wars. They pull a race card. They pull the sex card. Mm-hmm. They pull every possible card. Check the circuit says WB doesn't have the same family values. But so you're absolutely right. But who WB cares if, if you <laughs> if you no, <laughs> no here's the deal. If your argument is this guy's a pedophile, I'm not supporting him. They keep that energy all the way around. No, they Not wanna, only they wanna, if he's over here. They want to pick their pedos. Well, no, I get that. Because here's the deal. If people felt the same way about Brian Singer with X-Men. So if he decides to do something else, are they still going to fuck with him? No, they're not. No. Yeah. Straight up. And let's be real here. Yeah, I mean, matter of fact, matter of fact, uh, Ivy just said, like, Spider-Man fans hate Spider-Man. Spider-Man didn't get nowhere near the smoke he got until Homecoming. Because people, people gave people gave people kind of shat on Homecoming in a way that I didn't expect, and Homecoming was great. But 
I mean, I heard people all the time giving uh, Andrew Garfield all kind of passes for them shitty movies. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Now, here's the deal. Once again, going back to what Check the Circus said, he said WB doesn't have the same family values. You're absolutely right. My, but the problem is that's not people's argument. Their argument is, oh, you guys are supporting a pedo. Okay, so is WB. There's no kids at WB. <laughs> There's no children allowed at WB for like, them to They're on. both supporting pedos. And that's your argument. I don't think he's a pedo at all. But if that is your argument, yeah, no. then WB's doing it too. Regardless of what type of formation and who they're aiming their products to, they're still doing the same thing. Just the energy. Well. The energy's not the same. And let me see what people... I'm just reading the feed. Um, one thing I found highly entertaining were the people claiming they were done with WB for getting rid of Zach and hiring Gun. Here's the deal. I think people... I think a lot of people are not fucking with Zach. I mean, are still rolling with Zach. With Zach Schneider? Yeah. I think a lot of people are still rolling with Zach. It's not going to fuck... It's not going to mess, mess up anything, though. If yeah, Aquaman, Zach, Zach created a cult following. If Aquaman has taught rolling. us anything, one monkey don't stop no show. This is Wonder Woman. Yeah, and yeah. Wonder Woman. I mean, you, you look at it, in the DC Universe, the two films that weren't really Snyder, I mean, out of the three films that weren't done by Snyder, Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. uh, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, you have two out of three solid films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and say what you want about Suicide Squad, I won an Oscar. For makeup. No, Oscar. A makeup team. An Oscar. Makeup team. An Oscar. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. The one thing that has nothing to do with the story won an Oscar. That's the reason Fuck those people that want to drop their just for uh, letting go. I mean, I want to know what you think about Zack Snyder. I know you like his films, but I feel like you're 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 intelligent enough to say, you know what, he's done. Let's just move on. No, see, and well, I don't know. For me. I think he's just done in DC comic books. Because, no, he would go and get it twisted. And, mm-hmm. matter of fact, I can't even see DC comic books. Because I wouldn't mind seeing another Watchmen. Well, we're getting and, that on HBO. Yeah, which is weird. That's that's so weird. I don't know what's, <laughs> I don't know what's crazier. The fact that we're getting a Watchmen show or the fact that it takes place after the, uh, the Watchmen movie? Both. Yeah, yeah. Both. 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 That's, both. This is all around weird. I mean, but to me, I did like Watchmen. I did like what he did with uh, the first 300. Mm-hmm. Um, and Damn, know, I, don't I just he, said Watchmen sucked. Watchmen sucked. Ah. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, here's the deal. Um, I can understand someone saying Watchmen sucked because if you love Watchmen like I love Watchmen, you know that they couldn't make a movie to just cover all that. That that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and so I can understand someone saying fuck this shit um, I think that Watchmen should not be touched I think that it is a timeless tale that should not be repeated um, let me see King Arthur says Pedal Joe's Captain Jack and yeah son. you know what this is why I want to do the interview first before you got all spirited into- <laughs> oh. no 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 we're still going to do the interview we're yeah. still going to do the interview um I, no, com- I mean, we could go the whole show on just I know, this no, but we need, to move, we need to move on, but let's keep it DC. So, Ezra Miller. Here, let's do the interview when you go on DC, man. We're going we to go, fam, we talk. We're going to go into this for a long time. Because Ezra Miller Flashpoint is. 
Well, you want to do the interview right yeah, now? Yeah, we'll do, we'll do the interview real quick. We'll wrap that, and then we can do the rest of the show as our normal freehand. Because when we get into the freehand conversation, fam, this this go this is like the comic book shop. I was going to say, I'll be late to work. Hour. It's okay. No, no, no. Let's Because we won't stop. Let's get it. Like, remember we be at the shop, nigga. I'd be late as fuck to work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be in there and be like, all right, man, I got forty oh, minutes to do this. Shit. I'm coming back, sneaking into work and shit. Like, bro, I hope they don't see me. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, AT and T's fucked up real bad okay. right now. They need me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go ahead, man. We've got uh, we've got one of the writers from uh, what's Project Shadow Breed, uh, an indie comic. Um, we're gonna go ahead and give him a call now, and uh, we'll add phones up, and then we'll we'll be getting back into Flashpoint and Ezra Miller because I got I, we got to talk about that. Uh, yeah, we don't get into all that stuff. I kind of like this beat though. Somebody need to remake. It. <laughs> Hello. 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 Hey. How's it going? Greetings. Fantastic. No, my colorblind ass couldn't tell which one was the red or green one on the uh, the buttons here to answer the call. <laughs> no worries, man. No worries. Well, <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, good sir. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Justin. Um, I am the writer and creator of uh, Project Shadowbreed. So, how y'all doing? Uh, doing very doing well. Good. Doing very well. Um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, Project Shadowbreed. We had a t- task, and I had a chance to take a look at. Uh, I believe you sent us like the first five issues. Yeah, that is uh, volume one right now. Um, that's everything we have available for sale. Uh, I'm assuming you guys liked it by having me on, so that's a good sign to start off with. So thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on. No problem. Um, yeah, uh, Project Shadowbreed, uh, my favorite way to describe it is it was a brainchild of mine as a kid that formulated through my day job staring at a machine for 12 hours a day, and I took a little bit of The Punisher, a little bit of The X-Files, a little bit of my obsession with classic werewolves and monsters, and mixed it all together, and uh, what came out was this awesome story that uh, I love telling and sharing with people known as Project Shadowbreed. Outstanding. Yeah, I know I... there's a lot of different <clears throat> elements when you read it and I could tell that you're you're influenced by vigilanteism. Um, yep. A lot of espionage. Um, you had the sexy uh, black girl. Uh, what was her name? Crimson hyena, red hyena, red hyena, red hyena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you gotta when you do espionage shit, you gotta have the sexy girl <laughs> that comes the out of nowhere. Fatale. And with the femme fatale that comes out of nowhere and fucks everything up. The best part is, is that is my interpretation of myself as a female. So that is <laughs> that is me having fun. Like if I was a chick, this is exactly the shit that I would be doing. So yeah. <laughs> be wrecking shop, huh? <laughs> Yo, I mean, right? My dad called it out right when he read her, and he was like, "That's you, isn't it?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's 100% me." If I got to be a woman and run around and was like a high tech spy merc, that would be what I would be doing. Outstanding, nice. outstanding. Yeah, I kind of got a little feel of uh, some blade in there too, with uh, with his partner and kind of how they work together. Mm-hmm, like yep. whistler. Yeah, like he's yep. like he's a, like he's a whistler homie. You know what I mean? Trying to keep him from going uh, looks like a little too far. What's that? I said it looks like he almost tries to also keep him going from a little too far. Uh, yeah, in one of the first he's, books. Uh, 
kind of like uh, almost like his handler, you know, kind of like when you're getting a service dog, almost like he's coming from that military background and everything. And once you guys, once we get farther into the story, you guys will start seeing uh, Leroy's and Merrick's uh, relationships uh, building and how, why and how it's like that. Uh, real quick before we get further, um, go ahead and plug all your shit real quick. Your Twitter, where people can find your stuff at real fast. Okay, um, you guys can follow me at Peak Like Dante on Twitter. It's at Peak Like Dante. Um, you can find us, the Project Shadow Breed on Twitter at Project Shadow BR. I could not fit the EED on there, so yeah, it's Project <laughs> Shadow BR. Yep. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Project Shadow Breed. Uh, you can find us, the books for sale at Evil Cat Comics. That's our publisher. It's evilcatcomics.com, and they have links to our digital copies. And soon we're going to have the graphic novels and the single prints available up there as well. And you can find all of our merch. We got Red Hyena posters, Project Shadowbreed posters and T-shirts, a um, whole bunch of cool stuff. It's Evil Cat, it's with a K, Evil Cat with a K, comics <laughs> with an X at the end. Dot com, Evil Cat Comics. You guys can get everything there. Um, I guess yeah, that's the biggest people I have to promote the publisher. So yeah, you guys there can you find go. everything yeah. there, and you guys can find them at Evil Cat Comics um, on Twitter and Facebook as well. Nice, outstanding, nice. outstanding. Um, as a person who just put out his own comic as well, um, congratulations. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, Leading to the free world. Uh, hopefully, soon on Comicsology. It's taking forever to get. It. I'm not do that shit myself. Um. <laughs> yeah, it took it took us like I think we just got through our publisher. It took like five months to get Project Shadowbreed oh, and the other titles on there. Fuck. Wow. Well, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> now you got an God expectation. Damn. <laughs> and he's got a full publisher behind. He's God damn. Listen. Five I, months. I got niggas hitting me up right now. Like, yo, where can I get a copy? And I'm like. Fuck, uh, it's supposed to be on Comicsology. <laughs> Try to go to uh, Comic Central. They they helped me out before I got uh, with a publisher. They are awesome. Um, they help keep track of all your sales and everything. So that's a quick plug for Comic Central because they helped me get going. So I highly recommend checking them out. I'm going to have to look into that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because that's the biggest problem I'm going through right now. Um, so this book, it takes place in Seattle, I assume, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, I see that right there. I'm seeing the Seattle. And yep. the number one thing I saw in the background in the first issue was the Space Needle. Yep. So Space um, Needle, the news channels. Uh, yeah, news yeah. channels. Um, yeah, um, it looks like... Uh, are you drawing this as well or just writing it? No, um, I, I like I said in the beginning, I'm colorblind. I can barely draw a stick figure. This is... I just write it and create it. It's all in my head and i had the talented uh she went by magician's house um she's the one who drew it and brought it all to life for me what's with her name everything. what's her she name? went by magician's house magician's house okay, <laughs> okay yeah, but that's, that's what she was living in uh she was down in alabama and uh we had never talked on the phone we only communicated through uh like twitter and email and uh -huh. text because she said i wouldn't understand her accent she said she was from the deep south uh, oh. She went by Magician's House, and she was phenomenal. And after these issues, uh, I lost touch with her, and I've been trying to find her ever since so we can, you know, try to rekindle some more magic and get some stuff going. And, yeah, so I've had new artists now. Um, I'm working with Angel for the second volume, but 
Yeah, sorry, I rant. I apologize. Oh, <laughs> no, no, you're, no, no, you're, no, no, you're good. It's, it's, it's all good information. We're you know, interviewing think, you, so yeah. like, go ahead and talk. Yeah, I think a lot yeah, of people well, want to hear, you know, want to hear the background to it. I mean, art styles change, and you know, this, no, is, this is good information. We started, I started this five years ago with an artist here in uh, Michigan with me, and it didn't work out. Uh, so I started like a whole nother rewrite, and I found the Talented Magician's House, and she fell in love with the scripts. I fell in love with her art, and uh, we came together like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> my wife thought, I mean, it was to the point where my wife thought I was having an affair with her, with a woman who I've never even spoken to, because we were talking Damn. so much about these characters. Yeah, it was crazy. It was hilarious. <laughs> Damn. It's funny because, you know, I'm as someone that's creating as well, that balance <laughs> between yeah, your home life and your creator life. Yeah, oh, you got the kids howling, hey, dad, dad, dad. I'm like, hold on, I have to holler at this other girl who I talk to every day uh, about something that's going oh, on with something personal to me. I'm triggered. You know? I'm triggered because <laughs> I, I talk to a guy, and my <laughs> wife is already like, what the fuck? <laughs> Imagine though, the girl. Goddamn, kudos <laughs> to your wife. <laughs> well, see, the, my wife's the editor, so she knew everything I was talking about. But I'm still, like, oh, but still, right? <laughs> I can relate with you. I can relate with you. That's just how it is. She loves you so much. <laughs> yep. And that's one thing I had to learn. Because at first I'm like, what's the problem? <laughs> but that, oh, but in the morning I was answering text messages and my wife's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, oh, I'm talking to Stephanie. And she's like, why? I'm like, oh, she had a question what Leroy's favorite snack would be. And I had to think about, like, what would Leroy's favorite snack to be? And I'm like, Valid so stuff. I'm sitting there talking at one in the morning on a Tuesday about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. I'm fucking weak. And it's important That's- information. Yeah, that favorite snack. I mean, it, it sets a tone for a character in an entire scene. I mean, it gives it's it how people can relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, Stephanie, she she wanted to know everything about the characters. Um, and that's why, like, that first volume, it came to life um, so well. Uh, like you'll see throughout, like when Merrick's eating chicken wings. Like mm-hmm. there's just little things that she added um, just to help build the scene and uh, character build. She was awesome. And, Attention to detail, and, which is important. Yeah, and then she just, she vanished. And uh, I've been looking for her ever since. I have other people, other creators trying to contact me, trying to find her. Um, but yeah, I have I have not been able to find her. The show must go on. Yeah, I mean, because I, yep. and, you know, you normally don't see this in a lot of indie books. And, you know, I mean, the art style was really consistent. It kind of felt the tone of the book. So I could see definitely wanted to keep her back on, you know. I mean, the art style, to me, as a reader, always, I think, gives something extra to the book. Absolutely. And, you know, having him be, you know, kind of, you know, with the, you know, tied into the werewolf kind of lore, having that. Uh, darker kind of atmosphere and feel. I mean, the characters look a little more like they've, you know, definitely got some grit in there. I think gives the book, you know, that that tone, that feel, that kind of life. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the attention to detail is important. Um, when I was talking with my artist, he would mention little things like that as well. And at first, I was getting annoyed. Like, dude, why you keep asking me? <laughs> but then when he showed it to me, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, I see where you're going with it now. Like, I appreciate it. Like, one of the things he did was he made one of my characters left-handed. I didn't even realize that until okay. someone else told me. They're like, uh, is he left-handed? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> And I noticed, oh, shit. <laughs> He's using his left hand for everything. <laughs> and he was uh, like. See, see okay. it's little things like that that the artists, yeah, um, 
like with Angel, who I'm working with now for Volume Two, mm-hmm. um, I I write the scenes. I tell him what I need in it and what I want, and I let him take it. Like if he wants yeah. to add an element or something, mm-hmm. he puts it in there. And if I don't like it, we can change it. But there's times like he added uh, some detail now to uh, to Leroy coming up in the second volume. He's gonna have a gray patch um, in his hair to let everyone know that he's he's older in his age. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead of, you know, younger. And so it's just little things like that that I didn't even think of in the first volume with it that Le- uh, the Angel is now taking and just putting his touches with everything to make the characters in this second volume his own. And, yeah, you guys are – if you liked volume one, you guys are in for a treat for volume two. Awesome. awesome. Outstanding. Now, you t- you said earlier you're colorblind, correct? Yep. Okay. Is that is that considered a handicap to you regarding this creation? Pardon my lack of – Word of of words, probably. I don't want to offend you, but like, do you think that what did that like make things harder for you, or did it not bother you at all? No, it didn't bother me at all. Okay. I mean, it. I mean, I see. I can see color. It's just at family uh-huh. game night we can't play Uno because I can only put a seven with a seven. I don't know what the <laughs> orange and red and yellow is the difference. Uh, okay. Is. It's all, okay. It's all one thing to me. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I mean, because like, oh, go ahead. I, if I was to say, if you guys, you guys can like go on Google and see like an image of like what a colorblind person sees to mm-hmm. what you guys, I see like a duller version mm-hmm. of everything. Um, so no, it, it didn't affect my storytelling because it all plays in my head like a movie. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like if no, I don't no, no, like where the story's going in my head, like the movie, I'm like, ha, I can rewind this bitch and start all over. Like, <laughs> there we go. And the movie starts over and it's a new story playing and it's, and it's an awesome technology I have in my brain. So now it doesn't, being colorblind doesn't affect it. It mm-hmm. just, it sucks. Cause I can't draw And my eighth grade art teacher. She didn't believe me. So I'd have my eye doctor actually tell her that I was colorblind. I was, yeah. So that's a whole nother thing, but <laughs> nah, it's all good. No, no, that's good for people out there listening. You know, I mean, if you are colorblind, you know, you do have, you know, you do have that with your eyes. That's, that obviously is not going to stop you from creating a comic book. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to highlight that. Um, I hope that didn't like bring up bad memories or anything. It's just that no, Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Klein are fine now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you. I just think it's important that people here, you know, whatever type of things you have, you can still go and do it. I had a yeah. guy tell me that, you know, he is colorblind and he was concerned about doing his own comic book. I said, you know, I'm not colorblind, but I, I, I would like to understand why you feel like this would be a hindrance. And he was explaining to me about how he said people, you know, colors are important to people and so on and so forth. And I said, I can understand that, but I don't think that should stop you from doing this. So, yeah, it's um, like the way I look at it is I'm, I'm not a good artist. I'm not a good um, I can't, I'm terrible at even drawing if I wasn't going to put color on it. And I can't see color that well to begin with. Mm-hmm. But my artists, that's what they're into. Right. That's they right. they love waking up in the morning and drawing Spider-Man, you know, fighting Galacticus. So why would I tell them what to do? When maybe they can't write the story and figure out the dialogue, mm-hmm. well, I can help them with that, and they can help bring my idea to life. So let's not hinder each other and say, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. No, you do you. I'm going to do me. Together, we'll mold around it. And I've done that with Angel now. I'm doing that with uh, Julian, who's working on the Red Hyena miniseries coming out soon. Oh, nice. And I did oh, that nice. with Stephanie. Um, I let them draw what they see from my words and mm-hmm. then together 
if I need him to be wearing something or something added, we work together on it. And as you guys can tell from the pages you've seen, it's worked really nicely that way going the route. Nice. Or going that route. Nice. And you actually hinted at something that I was going to ask next. And that was kind of going to be going forward. I know you said you're working on volume two and you just hinted at a red hyena. Uh, Mini, are you looking to uh, form a team out of this? Are you looking to create a universe and kind of, you know, bring more into the fold? This being like kind of just a jumping off point. Oh yeah, this is this is going to be a whole universe. Um, when I and the other creator Josh um, started this, we were working together twelve-hour shifts, you know, and I started throwing these ideas at him. And he started, you know, we started building this idea. We created like 60 characters, you know, standing there with backstories and how they fit to the universe. And then I started writing and we got the first volume done and we hated it. And I scrapped everything and I rewrote the entire five issues. Did that a third time, rewrote it, refixed characters and introductions um, and got it to the point where, all right, this Red Hyena character, I love her. I love writing her. She needs to be a bigger role. So then I just I just wrote her series before issue four even came out, hoping that people who read it would like her, and they did. So that, you know, once I showed Julian the scripts for Red Hyena and he has already read issue four, he was on board because she's going to be <laughs> – it's going to be one hell of a ride with her. She is going to bend – she's going to push a lot of buttons with people. You're going to love her or hate her. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Okay. Uh, she. I mean, it's – yeah, I, I can't. I can't tell you anymore. You guys are gonna love her. She's yeah. No, so. she's definitely one of the. She's definitely one of the first characters that stood out. I mean, her her character and uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the wheel light wheeler light character, um, his partner. Oh, they, Leroy. Yeah, Leroy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both kind of stood out to me early on as characters. Like I, I would kind of be. Uh, I would be interested in Leroy's backstory. You know, some how Thank somebody you, gets to that point. Mm-hmm. You know what yes, I mean? That's an, that's a story. Um, I have the outline for um, flashbacks with his trips in Vietnam. Uh, the reference to the story in Tennessee with the bounty hunters from issue two. Okay. I have all of that stuff. It's I just need more artists who want to work with me, and um, you know, more fans who want to keep reading these stories. So I have you know someone who wants to read these stories because. My wife is sick of listening to me talk about this shit every day. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think as you get popular, it's going to get worse for her if she's your editor. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, I mean, she hears the stuff that is just ideas that is, like, storyline-wise, 80 issues out. Like, she's like, honey, you're not even there yet. You can't do that. I'm like, yeah, but just think of how cool it's going to be if we can do that. Like, think of this scene with Merrick doing this, and she's like, you, get, you can't do that yet. So he has trained me in a lot back to the beginning of the universe where I'm I'm living in like my movie universe already where I have 15 movies out and you guys know the full story. So (laughs) she keeps me grounded. That's awesome. That is awesome. That stuff is important. Um, You know, because I tell people also when it comes to doing this, create. uh, You know, when you create your own stuff is um, like I said earlier, the balance. You know, because. You, you create something and you want to tell the world about it. And it kind of gets frustrating at times because you want people to be as excited about it as you are. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. I just got the page one of the Red Hyena and it's taking me everything not to put it on Twitter. Like shaking, convulsing, wanting to share it. I'm like, nope, can't do it yet. Like mm-hmm. her premiere has to be done right. I can't do it wrong. 
Oh, it's driving me bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that itch is a—it's a hard one to scratch. But oh I mean, my gosh, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I—I I mean, you're five issues in. You know, it's kind of like I told this man here. You know, once he once he finished that first issue, take that feeling and just realize you did it. You what you set out to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you sat oh, down. No matter true. how many times you you know you banged your head against the table of you know will I do this? You did it. And it's out. It's out there. I mean, like I said, it looks good. Mm-hmm. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take that joy. And, you know, when you take that joy and run with it, because you yep. got and, you've got the way forward, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to bring you bring that joy with you to every person you talk to about your comic, because if they hear you excited about it, it's going to make them excited about it, and. That's, I mean, once you get me talking about my books, I don't shut up. So, I mean, we, we could be here a while, guys. I'm just warning you. <laughs> that is awesome, man. That yeah. is awesome. So, we've got Project Shadow Breed. We've got uh, the Red Hyena Red book Hyena. coming. Um, any other spinoffs were, that are in the works or uh, already out there? Yeah. Well, they're, um, like, I'm writing right now issues 11 through 14 of Project Shadow Breed. Um, okay. Angel is drawing 6 through 10. Um, okay. And that's all leading up to my first of like our first universe's event, which from that event is going to spawn. Hopefully, if you know we have fans and they're still wanting to read it, our first, uh, I guess, like Avengers Justice League team. Um, it's going to launch, you know, the path of where Red is going on her routes. Her next volume is going to be called. This is the only teaser I'll give you: uh, Slurpee Strippers and Samurais. That's all I'm going to tell you for her. <laughs> For volume two of her series, is, I'm I'll give you the name of it. Slurpee strippers and samurai. Three things that I love. Yes. <laughs> I mean that's the three S's of life, man. I mean that's the foundation right there. How she gets involved with it, you guys, you'll have to read her series. Um, it should issue one. Um, it's gonna be well, it's gonna be issue zero. It'll be a little teaser, uh, five page, six page teaser that should be out within the next month or two, um, if not sooner. And then her series, it's going to be a three-part series. It'll be coming out um, later in the year. And I'm ex- I cannot wait for you guys to read that one and seeing how her adventures are going to run alongside Merrick and Leroy's. Dude, that is awesome, man. That yeah, is that, awesome. Well, this all sounds exciting. Yeah, we'll, we will definitely be on the lookout on that. We do follow, uh, you, do, we do follow you on Twitter now. Um, I saw both, that. Both Thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I've been stalking you guys for a while. Sorry, no creepy vibes, but I like <laughs> I, the tweets you said about Winter Soldier a couple weeks ago, I 100% agreed with. That's the best Marvel movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's my jam right there. I can watch that movie a thousand times and never get bored. And that's why I say Winter Soldier is the best because Winter Soldier is the the superhero film you could play to someone who hates superheroes and they'll still like it. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think everybody. I think it t- it touches everything you can have. It touches friendship in a big way. If you're a veteran, it touches that you know your your battle buddy. It touches your uh, it touches the do right do wrong kind of category. And I mean, every, it does a little something for everybody. Yep, you know what I mean. I hundred percent agree. But my the best part of the movie is that knife fight scene. Oh with yeah, Cap Winter Soldier when they're dropping the knife and grabbing it. Like it's I love I love kung fu movies, and when you just got people doing like stuff like that, it's just the timing and everything is just awesome. It's just a huge fan of it. I heard yeah, the the part where Winter Soldier flipped the knife. 
I heard that that wasn't planned. That when they were doing the scene, it just happened. And oh, like with Joker in the in the the hospital when he hits the thing. Yeah, exactly. And so they just oh, went with it. They were just like, "All right, cool, let's roll with it." I love. That's one of the things I like. I, I love buying movies for. It's not just for the film itself. I love watching like how the movie was made and scenes like that that we wouldn't know was like that, like the Joker scene with the thing. Like someone was really yeah. late hitting the explosion and it just ended up working. <laughs> yeah, and then oh, it's just I love when the character or when an actor gets so into those characters that we love mm-hmm. and they bring them to life like that. And when something happens, they're so into the character that it just goes. And like, if that's, you, I don't know. If you I ask me, no, you're absolutely right. I think Jason Momoa did it did it just recently with Aquaman. Um, this was my issue with Ben Affleck as Batman. I loved. I thought he did a good job as Batman and as Bruce Wayne. But I can tell he wasn't as invested in it as yeah, everyone else. It was a paycheck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You nailed it. And that's what I mean when I tell people Ben Affleck wasn't ready to be Batman. No, Ben Affleck had a project going at the same time that his. That's where his heart was because he was writing, directing, and starring in a film at the same time that he was running along doing the Batman stuff. So, like, I mean, you're absolutely right. His heart was not there. Mm-hmm. He just didn't have it. Like, he's not having the same level of fun that you see when you see, you know, when you see um, Chris Evans pick up the shield. Or when mm-hmm. you see Iron Man, you know what I mean, going to the suit. Like, you yeah. can tell they love being that character. Mm-hmm. Like, when oh, you think... Exa- oh. that's exact, oh, that is exactly it. They, mm-hmm. they, it's more of a passion. They, they're doing something that they grew up. You know, like they read those books, you can tell, and wanted. They thought about being a superhero in a movie as a kid, mm-hmm. and yeah, watching Ben as Batman, it. I never felt that he wanted to be Batman as a kid. If that makes sense, like no, absolutely. Like when we think uh, Samuel Jackson, you think Nick Fury. When we think Chris Evans, we think Captain America. When we think RDJ, we think Iron Man. When we think Gal Gadot, we think Wonder Woman. And now when we think Jay Momoa, we're gonna think Aquaman. I don't think Ben Affleck was ready for that. Yeah, because you don't think Ben Affleck, we think Batman. You know, it's funny when you see those behind the scenes shots that they do, like you're talking about the after credit scenes. Mm -hmm. You notice you see Gal Gadot dancing in her Wonder Woman outfit. You see Brie Larson Mm -hmm. dancing with the with the cast. You see Tony Stark cracking Mm -hmm. jokes and everything. Mm -hmm. You see all these characters doing things in those outfits where it's like, I'm having so much fun. But yeah, we didn't see that on the other on that opposite side. Let me ask you a question. What about Henry Cavill? Do you think that he was trying to reach that level? I think Henry Cavill liked it, but I think that you know, I think I think it was written wrong. Yeah, okay. I think I, I like think I like Henry Cavill because I like think Henry about Cavill. Henry. Henry has the unique situation of he got a lot of the slander early because he was at the start of the Schneiderverse. Mm-hmm. So when he was there, you know, he was already getting a lot of flack for the neck snaps. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. for being for letting Pod scene. die and things of that, that nature. So I think that that can take a toll where you're like. I really could be your Superman. I mean, I, his look was good. Mm-hmm. You know, a yeah, lot of he his... Had, he had it. He had the tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was there, but I think it's hard because he was in that for so long of being like, well, people don't like the movie. Even though they yep. like you as Superman, they don't like the movie. So I think it wore on him early because he seemed happy about it. Well, early since on. we're on this... You know, it seems like our uh, guest here, uh, you have a lot of opinions on comic book movies. Am I correct? 
Yeah, it's, I, I watch sports and comic book movies, pretty much it, or Top Same. Gun if it's on TV in Roadhouse. That's pretty much <laughs> Well, if you saw Captain Marvel, you watched Top Gun as well. <laughs> See, that's I'm hoping to go with that uh, with the kids and the wife tonight or tomorrow. Oh, nice. It's, that's, we have to get it in because uh, I haven't seen it yet. Do you, you say you have sons or daughters? Or? I have two sons. Okay, awesome. Yeah, it's, you know, I... I Jew Law said best. He said he was being interviewed, and they said, and a guy, and the woman said to him, he, she said, it's important to take your, you know, your daughters to see this movie. And Jew Law said, I disagree. It's important to take the daughters and the sons, so that yes. the sons can see that women can be just as powerful as men. She, yeah, hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, he was like, the reason why a lot of men think this way is that growing up, all they've seen is men. Yep. Oh, they've seen them men. So it's important for the for the young men, the young men of today, the boys that will be men, to see a powerful woman on there and not be intimidated like a lot of these motherfuckers are now. Oh, my wife is six foot tall, about one hundred and seventy pounds. Beautiful woman, beautiful Amazon, gorgeous looking lady. <laughs> and uh, I watch, I watch men be afraid of her, nice. and I teach my sons. You know, you open the door for a lady. You respect a woman. You're going to do all the stuff that you watch me do for mom. I bring her flowers once or twice a week just because it's either sunny or raining outside. It doesn't matter. You treat a woman with respect. You show them love. And it's it all – it doesn't matter if it's your mother or not. You Everyone needs to start treating this world better, absolutely. treating the women better. Um, sorry to rant, but, yeah, no, this is the thing. Oh, no, absolutely. People boys talk about it. this a lot. Like I'm trying to show them – how to you know be respectful? How to t- treat everyone, all creeds, nations, colors with respect? Um, we just had a talk about the mosque that got shot in New Zealand and what yeah. that was and everything. Um, yeah, we're big on uh, you know treat everyone with love. Everybody love everybody. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad that Jude Law brought that up, and I'm glad you guys brought that up. Sorry well, to no no you sorry to go no, out that again. Uh, speaking <laughs> about the mosque, um, it's funny that that happened because you know Zealand already took action. They said no more automatic guns. Oh, really? Yeah. They're like, no more. Yep. I'm like, damn, this is how civilization is supposed to work. Yeah. I mean, they, they real quick to it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of places in the world that are very quick to, and look, we can't have this level of violence. We're mm-hmm. This is not a debate. Mm-hmm. We are, our government is here to protect the people. Mm-hmm. End of story. Yeah. So, <laughs> straight up, straight up, straight up. Everybody knows I what. Want, I mean, the way I see it, I want all of, I want everyone to be able to, like, I want all of my gay friends to be able to pr- protect their pot plants with a weapon of a choice, but it doesn't need to be an assault weapon. That's what like I tell that, people. I, I have nothing against guns. Yeah, I have exactly. something against assault rifles because the whole exactly. concept of them is to kill a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> yep. it's, it's, you know, if you need it to hunt, you need to work on your aim. That's where I stand personally. <laughs> That's what um, someone told me. Like, dude, are you? You would not. Any hunter would tell you, "Why the fuck are you bringing an AK to fucking yeah. hunt? You're gonna ruin the meat. You're gonna ruin <laughs> the meat. Want- You're gonna miss most of your shots." <laughs> I don't want to take guns away from anyone, but I don't think if you are not mentally stable or have the mental capacity to understand what you are doing with a firearm in your hands if you should you shouldn't be allowed to have it. That's where I stand on. Yeah. You, um I see you it. can pass a competency test, uh-huh. cool. Own own your gun, defend your land, do whatever you want. I don't give a shit. 
but you shouldn't need an assault rifle to do that. You don't, and, and, and that's just real. Just and I have to agree with what that comedian said. He said, these people's arguments 100% is, I just like guns. Yeah. It's not, the people are like, oh, I'm trying to protect their family. Like, dude, what the fuck kind of villains do you have? Yeah. What kind of bad guys are showing up <laughs> in your house? <laughs> Well, hey, there's that dude who lives down in Arizona who's claimed he's killed, like, 14 aliens with a katana. So he may need the assault rifle to defend his rant. Give that... Okay, that guy can have an assault rifle if he's out there putting in work with the katana. He should pass the test first to own the assault rifles, I think, because if you're... If you got 14 dead aliens with a katana, we need to be having a chat with him about what's going on out there with the universe. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, it's, and, and it's very it's very interesting to see when you go to other places. Like, I've been to Japan quite a few times. In Japan, guns are outlawed. They don't allow guns there. And, you know, in any capacity, unless you are military and you're... Or Yakuza. Go, you know, or... <laughs> No, they still fuck you up with some swords. <laughs> they still, yeah, no, they still fuck you up with some swords. The, the gun's just a distraction. They pull up a toy gun just to hit you with the sword from behind. But, um, no, when you're there, you know, it's not like people are running around in fear over some, like, great attack or something. They're like, look, you know, I don't have that same level of fear of somebody coming in and shooting people. Most of the violence is, you know, is, I mean, assault. It's not like murder. They don't have the same level of murder. They don't have the same level of homicide. Mm -hmm. And it works in their society. And I'm not saying, yeah, we need to go the Japan route. I'm saying, you can't say that, you know, well, everybody needs a gun or society won't work. That's obviously not true. Then you go into Switzerland where they do weapons training. Everybody has to join the military at some point. They're very big on gun training. Things are fine. In Canada, everybody has a gun and everybody leaves their door open and they don't have near the same level of homicide. So a lot of it, like you're saying, is the mental state of people. The people who are shooting people kind of, you know, should be getting some uh, mental checks before they're allowed to purchase. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm with it 100%. I don't want to take them away from people. It's just if you're going to have it, you know, show the rest of your neighbors and your peers that you are mature enough and, you know, mentally capable of owning and handling it. Absolutely. Um, speaking of murder, uh Let's go to the DC Murderverse, where um, Ezra Miller and Grant Morrison are supposedly writing a script for a darker Flash movie. Really? <laughs> now, yeah, this uh, this was announced. I think yesterday they started talking the about the idea of a dark Flash. First of all, that's an oxymoron. Right there. Yeah. Dark Flash is Zoom. Dark Flash. <laughs> Dark Flash. <laughs> First of all. Dark Flash basically means nothing happened, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just cancel each other out. Uh, the, the concept and idea of a Dark Flash film is weird to me because I'm like, didn't you guys learn from Aquaman that people like color and they want to have fun? And it doesn't need to be dark. <laughs> yeah, not everything has to be dark. Well, what? What? I mean, oh, go ahead. Remember the '90s when everyone metal and new metal and all the darkness and teen angst was, you know, dominating the airwaves. Mm -hmm. What came out of nowhere to bring us sunshine? Smash Mouth. <laughs> hey, See, now you're an all-star. Everything needs to be dark to be, you know, to make some money. There can be some nice, good, heartfelt hero movies still and the flash is that dude that's yeah. that's how i always have pictured him yeah. well my thing is this yep 
the whole concept of things being dark simply stems stems from Batman. And yeah. what worked for Batman is not going to work for everybody. Yeah, very true. And that's the problem that DC has been having from Jump is that they've been trying to make it all dark. And it doesn't need to be dark. Well, Nobody wants dark. And like I said, Aquaman is DC's most number one selling film. If you deter any way away from that... <laughs> well, is there a way that we can put the Flash into the Aquaman movie... Time travel through the Speed Force all the way back to Tim Burton's Batman and just start the universe over leading up to the present Aquaman. I'd be okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that that would be a nice route, but, you know, I don't... All the way back to Tim Burton, we start back with Michael Keaton, and then we lead that into, like, a Darkwing era, or a Nightwing era of some sort down the line. Now, now we got someone on our feet. Ivy says, I'm sure he meant Dark Elements. Okay, I still don't want that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... This is the Flash. If I want Dark Elements, I want Batman for Dark Elements. And, I don't want Flash for Dark Elements. Yeah, let's let's be real. Right now, I think of all the characters, um, all the characters that were in the Justice League movie, the Flash needs the most work because number one, we didn't get a lot of backstory on the Flash other than his father's in jail. They didn't really go much into his mother, into any of his superheroing prior to. We just know he might have kind of been doing it. Well, if they released the Snyder Cut, then yeah. not just <laughs> released the thirty-five hour Snyder Cut. <laughs> But um, he he missed on the character because mm-hmm. at no point in Barry Allen's comic history has Barry Allen pretended to be Bart Allen or Wally, which is the two characters he apparently channeled. Mm-hmm. Um, he's we're not really set up for the Flash to be really in a dark place because he was like very kiddish in the movie. Mm-hmm. He acted like everything was kind of a joke. <laughs> I mean, he's not set up to go into like a dark movie. He's the I think he's the character that needs the most work. And he probably would be better off being recast. Let's be real real quick. The whole reason why Ezra is doing this is because he realizes his time is up. Yeah, he gone. He's seeing everybody's getting replaced. He's seeing everybody getting up out of here. But he did see that they hired directors. So he's like, well, fuck, I need to stay here. How do I stay? And then someone says, hey, you should write the script, even though you've never done that before. <laughs> no, no one told him to. He just did it as a grasping for straws move, and just came running into the office. I got an idea and just mm-hmm. slammed it down on someone's desk. The, the, it, and another thing that people keep arguing with me about: oh, they could do dark, they could do dark. The directors they've gotten has already said they're not doing dark. Huh? <laughs> they've <laughs> already said it, and so yeah. I mean, it's one of those. It's the same move with. It's the same move. Problem with Superman is. Zack wanted to do a dark Superman because he didn't believe in the Superman we got. When you have a character who 90% of their stories are fairly lighthearted mm-hmm. about him being truth, justice, I save everybody, I sacrifice myself, I always find another way. Then you say, he couldn't find another way, he damn sure didn't save everybody, mm-hmm. and he's very confused about wanting to be Superman. You miss the character. What's the point of even making the movie? I agree 100%. Um, also... Um I'm going to be real, real for a second here. Ezra ain't it. No. Not for Flash. No. Definitely now, not for Barry. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, I don't want this movie being made. Uh, I want them to get someone else to play the Flash. I want them to hit the reset button on everyone except for Gal Gadot 
and Momoa. And Momoa. I want them. And, 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 and I'll and keep Harley. Waller. And I'll Harley. keep Waller. I'll keep Harley. I think Waller's theirs too. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I want them to hit the reset on everybody else. We're already getting another Joker version. I, exactly. And so, and, yeah. and the yeah. other Joker's doing Morbius, which is uh, random. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, is, Are they going to put Blade in those Morbius movies? No. Morbius no. The, uh, I, Tyrese did get hired, but... He is, he got he got hired for a franchise. I'm like, oh, so y'all yeah. just think y'all just want to do hella Morbius films? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, they gonna be like the Fast and Furious. They're making everything Spider Man, bro. <laughs> the Spider Man universe without Spider Man is on the way. Yeah. Like it's Black funny. Cat. We gonna get Black Cat. We gonna uh, get Silver Sable. We gonna, <laughs> Morbius. They have, could they do they own the rights to like Ben Riley and the other Clone Saga Spider Man? They own everything. That isn't exactly Spider-Man. Yeah, and Spider-Man's only on rent. Like, they still have Spider-Man, technically. Yeah. Spider-Man's only rented to Marvel. I mean, because yeah. if you go back to Homecoming and look at it, I mean, Sony kept that bag. That was distributed by Sony Pictures. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 They kept most of that money. Exactly. Oh, yeah, and there's a Craven movie, supposedly. Too. Yeah, but, Craven. Um, um, what? The, yeah, they're making a Craven movie as well. Uh, they're they're oh, making the Spider-Man verse without Spider-Man. That's exactly what they're doing. Because they know taking... Because they can take Spider-Man away from MCU anytime they want. They know that's not smart. MCU makes too much money. Yeah. They they, yeah. they make too much money. And basically, Sony has no reason. They lose nothing. They lose more if they take him it's out. It's free advertising. Because all the money Spider-Man gets goes to Sony. Marvel gets none of that. All Marvel's asking is, let us use him in our movies, and we get uh, um, product, uh, for the uh, merchandise. That's all they want. Yep. Like, you guys can keep 100% everything else. And so, that works out. Now, here's the deal. <laughs> it's like Spaceballs. Merchandising. <laughs> <laughs> that shit works. It's um, big, big money for merchandising, man. I'll tell you right now. now I haven't gone to places um, not seen a Spider-Man um, toy. Back to Ezra. One thing I learned, Ezra Miller is He's considered himself or themselves to be gender fluid. So Ezra is recognized as a woman and a man, and they refer to Ezra as they and them. I don't claim to 100% know about that stuff. But what I will say is that should be used to people's advantage. Because people want more of that in their films. They want more representation from gay communities, from people who do consider themselves gender fluid. Uh So to me, I'm like, so he doesn't need to be the Flash then, because the Flash is a guy. Yeah. So you know where Ezra Miller needs to be? Huh. Eternals. Mm, So you want to just go over and jump universes, because they already announced that, you know, that is is part of what they're doing for the Eternals. Eternals. We're going to get... Imagine a gender-fluid Eternal. Hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you. You know what? <laughs> we should give him... It's uh, a million-dollar idea. What's his name? Uh, Mirakai, the runner guy. Oh, so uh, he'd just Makarai? be... Makarai. Makarai. He'd just be the speedster again. Yeah. <laughs> ah, hey! <laughs> From speedster hey! to speedster. But he can't run like that with that shit that he was doing. Yeah, they gotta clean up his run. <laughs> he can't they gotta clean do up his that run. shit. I say eternal. I was thinking maybe even a slash Cersei type thing. Huh. 
Because Cersei, her whole power is gender fluid almost. Like, she can mess with atoms and become different things yeah, and turn trees into different things. Yes. Yeah, exactly. that would work too. I mean, Jenna Hansel is getting money from DC and Marvel, so why not? And so is James Gunn. So, like... Why just start throwing money everywhere. Why not? Why the fuck not? It's not yours. It's house money. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, there's one thing that uh, both of these... Uh, you could say both WB and Disney are uh, very well invested in, and that's money. Mm-hmm. They will get that money wherever they can. I mean, Captain Marvel's proof. For all that mansplaining and all the man babies out there crying about Brie Larson as Captain Marvel and trying to misconstrue things she said, they is laughing all the way to the bank. They're saying <laughs> it's going to clear 750 this weekend, hopefully. Supposedly, yeah. it's going to clear 750. I mean, half a bill in its first weekend out. I mean, shit, that's that's yeah. a, that's that says that they're not slowing down. Yeah. Most movies no. don't see that in merchandise, their lifetime of it, and everything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, in this day and age, these people who are actually of what they, they're trying to cast should be the ones cast. So for, you know, I have a saying, I call it LGB Eternals. <laughs> Since they're, you know I mean, MTF, let's say the LGB Eternals. Um, they're going that route with Eternals. I'm like, get the cast to be exactly like that. Get Ezra Miller, who is gender fluid. Get Zachary Kinto, who actually is gay. Mm-hmm. Like, start promoting these gay characters. And Zachary Kinto is a great actor. Yeah, he you is. Can, he's you can't knock yeah, that. He, absolutely. He'd be solid. Especially, I think he'd do really well in Eternal. I can't wait for Trump supporters to find out that there's a gay woman, uh, Latina, who is an immigrant named America. To bring this full circle... A fun fact, Red Hyena, she is, um, she's my bisexual character, and she leans more towards the feminine side of nice. her sexuality. Nice. So that's going to be very a, nice. a very prominent role um, right off in the page, first pages of issue zero, it's shown. Nice. It, that, that's awesome. More, things like that need to be seen more. Um, and, you know, I, I have uh, characters like that as well. We're in California, so, like, gay, uh, transgenders, all that type of stuff, we see it every day. Like, it's yeah. nothing to us. Yeah, I was born and raised in San Francisco. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, I knew very well the Castro district. I've been to many gay pride parades. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not gay myself, but I have no problem with anybody. I grew up around it. It just seems normal to me. I'm, I'm, everybody likes what they like. I mean, Man, we just that's just that. the way it goes. I mean, we I didn't do. one day decide, I'm going to like females, and that's the way forward. It was just like, you like what you like. You born, you live. As long as you're not an asshole in real life, I, yeah. we can be friends. Exactly. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't choose to be a white, male, heterosexual guy. Didn't choose it. It's what I am. Everyone else didn't choose what they are, but it's what they're intended to be. So everybody love everybody. Man. And stop. People need to stop giving a shit about what other people are doing that doesn't affect other people in the slightest. Yeah. Thank you. If it's not hurting you or hurting anyone else, let it be, man. Just keep it moving. Like, these people are bored. Their lives are too perfect and too good. They need some kind of conflict. I'm sorry. No, I'm it's bo- not that they're perfect or bored. It's that they hate what they're doing with their lives because all they do is sit and watch Facebook or watch Fox News. Oh, I, know, I agree, but that's the thing. Sometimes <laughs> perfection is a bad thing. Sometimes you do need some kind of conflict in your life to remind you that you are human. And some That's people true. aren't, they don't have that conflict. They have nothing. Everything is handed to them. Yeah. Everything is bored. Yeah. They're bored. They're just like, fuck. <laughs> I need to sit around and make other people think like me. 
I work for milk and dairy. I work for the state for milk and dairy, and I will have people calling in mad because they saw someone feed their child goat milk. Like, what the fuck? Like, are you bored? Do you have nothing to do? Really? You're going to sit here and argue with me for 20 minutes because of what this person did over there? Bro. The person wants to feed their kid goat milk. It's okay. I'm not feeding my kid's goat milk, but guess what? If he decided to feed his kid goat milk, I don't give a shit. I mean, that's your prerogative. What the fuck? I mean, and that's one of the things that I think that, you know, some of these people need to understand is, you know, because a lot of them, they... They say that they're very American and that these are true American values. And it's like they don't realize that you're preaching what's anti to freedom. You're saying that you're exercising your freedom and I have a problem with that. Which means you are the most un-American person that could possibly exist. Yes. Ouch. Damn. I mean, that's what it is. You know who are the most patriotic? Are the ones who they pay the government to have their license license plate say that they're against the government. That's using your tax dollars for the purpose to let them know, I will give you this money, but I do not approve of it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. Uh, take my money so I can tell you that I don't want you to take my money, damn it. <laughs> that is awesome. I like that. Um, no, awesome real shit. Um, so, uh, once again, since we're talking um, comic book films, what are your thoughts on James Gunn being rehired? I'm excited for it. Um, okay. I. You know, it's. I didn't see his comments, to be honest. I never went back and saw what he said. Um, so I don't know if they were super offensive or not. So if I'm being blind and stupid, I apologize right now. Um, I was just... I was excited to see him coming back because of how the cast and everyone supported him. And if they're with him every day for how many, you know, two movies and if not longer... Um, and we're okay with it, then I fully support it. And, uh, you know, everyone deserves a second chance. And so, yeah, I'm, that, that's where I am with it. So, Well, you, I don't think you – I mean, I appreciate you apologizing. I don't think you you, should, you need to because, in all honesty, you're making a conscious decision. I don't want that in my spirit. I don't want that in my soul. I don't want that in my spirit. You know that what he said was bad. But it, it offended people. But if you decide you don't want to look at that, then that's fine. The thing is, is that James Gunn had, had recognized it. He realized what I did was bad. And he already apologized for it before he did Guardians 1. Now, if you ask me, and nobody did, <laughs> I think Disney had to look good for the Fox transition. Yeah. I think okay. they, they think they needed to look a little clean. Because you notice, now that it's pretty much done, all of a sudden, oh, by the way. Oh, yeah, I think the, asset, <laughs> the assets are, what, the 17th or the 20th? One of those two. Uh, I think it's, it's next week sometime. Yeah, I think, it was, I think it might be the 20th. But now, I, just, I believe in timing, and I find it very, very convenient that right before this shit goes through, these Mar- uh, Disney's like, oh, by the way. <laughs> Guess who's back? Guess who's back? <laughs> And, like, what a finesse. Like, he went from one movie to doing no movie to doing another movie and now two. <laughs> yep. He's on both sides now. And, you know, I mean, I I do not see him making a bad Suicide Squad 2. You already see the cast is coming. I mean, he got Idris to replace Will Smith, mm-hmm. um, which means we might actually get a dead shot this time instead <clears throat> of Will Smith with a gun. And don't get me wrong. I didn't mind Will Smith 
in the movie at all as Will Smith with the gun. I but mean, he is Will work. Smith with a gun. But it was Will Smith with a gun. It was yeah. Will Smith with a gun. It was, it was Mike Lowry from uh, Bad Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? I'm dead shot Lowry. <laughs> you take Martin away, I'm going to jail, homie. <laughs> but, uh, I'm fucking weak. But, but you yeah, know, I mean, exactly. it's, I, I think that, I think that, by the time that they start screening Suicide Squad 2, we're going to see that green light for Suicide Squad 3. So James Gunn's going to be bouncing on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, he probably already has it written, so he's just waiting for oh, no, the it's done. so he can, he has so he can send over that zip file. He yep. has a script. Um, he also had a Guardians 3 script. They're going to uh, move it around a little bit. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be 100% the same. Uh, I need my nigga Adam Warlock. I need my Adam Warlock. Uh, I got teased on that. And they're selling me an Infinity Gauntlet war story without Adam Warlock. And I'm sitting there. <laughs> well, right now, you know who your Warlock is, right? It. You know your Adam Warlock. Who is, is my Adam Warlock? It's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel's your Adam Warlock. This is a good transition. You think so? so? Yeah, well. Um, well, she is the answer. Have you you've seen the movie, right? No, he hasn't no, seen I it yet. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay. I'm hoping to see it tonight or tomorrow. Okay, but and then I'm I can't okay. spoil it for you. Something for me. I'm okay with this. No, so I'm, I'm not going to no, spoil it, but I'm going to give you a setup. There's a part. Okay, you read the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, right? Yes. Okay. Do you remember how Adam Warlock stops uh, stops the gauntlet once Nebula has it? Not off the top of hand. No. Okay. So Adam Warlock in the movie, he has a direct connection to the Soul Stone. He spent time in the world, the Soul World, as it's called. His pow- his initial personality came from them placing the Soul Stone upon his head. So he's intricately de- um, tied to it. There comes a point where Thanos ends up releasing the glove in the book, and you know Nebula ends up taking it, and she's going against everybody. Well, Nebula's not as well versed in the glove's power as Thanos was, so they're able to get Adam Warlock close enough to the glove to use his connection to that gem. To take to basically disassemble the gems and put everything back together. So okay. what you'll see is you'll see that you know in the movie there's going to be a connection made that is semi similar to that. Mm-hmm. Even though it's you know they take a different route with it, but when you see the movie, you'll see there's a connection made, and I think Brie Larson's going to end up being our cap- our Adam Warlock because there's no way they're just going to have you know Marvel's too smart to just have. Captain Marvel come in and just beat the shit out of Thanos. It's not going to just be a fist fight and that's going to be it. You know what but, I mean? I mean, if War- if Adam Warlock got power from being in the Soul Stone, couldn't they in the MCU give it to Gamora then? Because she's in there right now. Um. Well, technically, she could have a tie to it. I mean, I, she's I didn't even still think that in the Soul Stone, so anything can happen. We're gonna wait, but we gotta wait for uh, Endgame yeah. for that. But I do love about Endgame is that they have its own as shit. Even with the new trailer that just came out a few days ago. It's mostly past. It's mostly past stuff and just well, a few more clips. But it's still... What I heard was the trailers are only going to be from like the first 15 minutes of the movie. Good. And, and I love it. I love. Cause let's be real. They don't have to promote it at all. No, they don't. They could have literally just told me a date and I would have been there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're only doing this because they have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have to show us something. So here you go. Here's yeah. nothing. I mean, let's let's keep it 100. They've been promoting this for 10 years, mm. or 11 years, or going on 11 They're years. Going on now. 11 years. They've been promoting this since we got our first end credit scene, and we knew that this was going to be something greater. And the whole point of the trailer that came out the other day was to show folks, oh, you guys like that Captain Marvel movie, huh? <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> 
She's also Here's the her interaction with Thor, yeah. which was amazing. Um, I loved the scene because you know Thor tried to intimidate her, and yep. Thor, and and she was like, "Fuck out of here." <laughs> Yeah, my, uh, we were at the comic book store last weekend, and uh, my kids were trying. We didn't have the the extra cash for, it, but my kids were each trying to buy Captain Marvel uh, action figures. Nice, and, nice. Uh, and they're boys, like, no, right? Can't, can't do it yet, guys. We'll have to do it. But I'm hoping to go grab them before we go to like the movie, so they can each have one. Because yeah, it's, they're they're pumped. I can't wait to see the movie myself. So let me get this straight. Just, you you got boys trying to get yeah. Captain Marvel figures. Yeah, my. Uh, we, you know, like we've been talking, man. We support everything, and my kids just when they see the trailer, they see a girl shooting lasers out of her hand. That's enough, like, right? <laughs> That's enough. like, dude, she's blowing up spaceships. I want to do that. I'm like, well, get abducted by the Krees. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You know, right. I, I, that I is, that you are raising a good household. Sir. Absolutely. I, I, you know, that's also a lot of kudos to Marvel. One of the things that I like that they've done, that when I mentioned it, people said, yeah, I didn't even realize that. One thing that Marvel has been doing recently, they're getting rid of the female part of women characters' names. So instead of Miss Marvel, she became Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah, I didn't even realize exactly. that. Exactly. So yeah. we have Captain Marvel, we have Wasp, Black Widow, we have... Um, all the women characters aren't yep. Gamora. Miss Gamora. <laughs> Even uh, She-Hulk in the comic book, she's now just Hulk. Yeah. Yep. They've gotten rid of the woman part of it, and they're basically saying, like, they're on par with our men. Mm-hmm. They're up there. Because Captain America isn't America man. Nope. There's yeah. Iron Man, but then Thor, you know what I'm saying? So, like, they've gotten rid of that. And because of that, I think a lot of more guys are more open to supporting that, like with Captain Marvel, I, I I've seen dudes rocking Captain Marvel shirts. I've seen you know you know uh, they're making Captain Marvel shoes. Yeah, I mean when when America came out, the uh, earlier character was Miss America. Now it's just America. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, not, nothing against you know Wonder Woman is great, and Wonder Woman has one of the greatest names, and a lot of men are do yeah. fuck with Wonder Woman. Uh, but I think that, you know, getting rid of that woman part was really important for building the brand. Because Wonder Woman doesn't need her brand built. Wonder Woman's already yeah. solidified yeah. in these streets. And I think there's some characters that it's hard for. Like like you said, like Spider-Man, for example. Yeah. The name is just so, it's already so ingrained. Exactly. That it's no, hard to change. But going forward, like you mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. our characters going forward, you're not going to see a lot the of man the or man the woman. or woman kind of And title. it's funny because, you know, also mentioned this week, and next week I would like to get a... Uh, Asia, uh, uh, of someone of Asian culture on the show because I want to hear them talk about it. But uh, they announced Shang Chi director. Um, for uh, you know they're doing a Shang Chi film, right? Yeah, I just saw that on Twitter last night. Okay, yeah, they're officially doing a Shang Chi film. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are confused on why they're doing Shang Chi, and I'm like, are y'all stupid? <laughs> Hey, you... I'm not. I'm not confused, but I. I am. I didn't. I read the announcement. Uh-huh. And it. Yeah, it went over my head. I'm not okay. going to try to pretend I know what the hell you're talking about. Let me make it. <laughs> let me make it simple for you. Black Panther. Yep. Okay. You well, got to go on. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll push forward. Right. Okay. Why was Black Panther so loved? Was it just because he was black? I don't think so. Okay. It's a <laughs> cultural thing. Yeah, it was a great movie. It's a it's a great movie. 
But it was a, the best part of that movie. I'm just gonna say. He's oh, Umbaku's the man. Umbaku's yeah. the man. Mbaku. It's, he's, it's a, he's the shit. <laughs> it's a culture group thing. This is what I tell people. This is what separates the Black Panthers from the cyborgs. It's nothing against cyborg in general, but cyborg getting a movie is not gonna have the same impact as Black Panthers did. And the reason why is because Black Panther wasn't just black character and it wasn't just a good movie. It also represented the culture very, very well. And that hasn't been done like that on film ever. There's been no movie that has ever shown any African nation to be a technologically advanced or have even, like, you would say modern civilization at the level of normally what they show in America. Absolutely. So that was... And with Captain Marvel, you haven't seen it yet, but it gives girl empowerment like a motherfucker. My daughter has already seen it like four or five times. She took every <laughs> single one of her friends to see it. She said that's her favorite Marvel movie. And a lot of women are feeling that same way. They're getting that representation and feeling that they haven't seen in a long time. That is going to be the future of superhero films. Representation. Who has the number one biggest box office in the world? China. Uh, yeah, China. So yeah. let's see here. We're gonna get we're gonna do basically what we did with Black Panther. <laughs> Yep. We're now going right. to do it with the number one box office in the world. Yep. And, and I mean, if a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people are as versed with Shang-Chi, I mean, with the character Shang-Chi in the past books. Shang-Chi is what people expected from Iron Fist. <clears throat> um, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi has fought in everybody from your normal, regular villains to cosmic beings. I mean, that motherfucker drop kicked a a freaking uh, a builder of the universe. <laughs> Kick Shang-Chi's his head off. the boss. Shang-Chi is awesome. Shang-Chi's and I told, you know, I was telling a friend of mine, you know, um, he was like, well, you know, um, <clears throat> well, you know, it has to be Shang-Chi. And I said, well, Marvel has plenty of Asian characters, but none of them are Shang-Chi. Yeah. It's that cultural thing that has to be there. It has to but be you- there. Do you think part of the reason maybe why they never brought in uh, the Asian culture was still some of the old execs maybe still have feelings from the Vietnam War or World War Two or the Korean War? I have no... I never thought of it that way. You could be 100% right. It's never going to be 100% between both sides. But no. here's the crazy thing. Uh, Disney only cares about one race, and that's green faces. Yes, that's true. <laughs> like, that's all they... Yep. Disney's been trying to get into the Asian market for years. They've been really trying to get in there. As, as of right, I mean, you notice the only other country I believe a Disney World is in. <laughs> yeah, is it one in Japan too? Yeah, I was just about to say, isn't Japan got one? Either way, it's Asian culture. Well, right? it's, it's yeah. Asian markets, like that's where they go. So you don't see a Disneyland Germany, a Disneyland Europe. You don't see a Disneyland Africa. You don't see a Disneyland South America either. You know, people hate on Ant Man so much, but China they love Ant Man. They love it. Ant Man has kids. They love Ant Man. Absolutely, Ant Man has a ride in. Disneyland Japan, uh, Disneyland China. <laughs> There's an Ant Man ride in China, and they love it over there. So imagine, and I tell people, one of the number one things Chinese people love, they love supporting their own, and you know, all their there are movies that will be that will be in the top ten of movies uh, money made for the year, and it'd be a movie that 100 percent only came out in China. Oh, like Pacific Rim. They're going to keep making those movies for decades because it keeps blowing up over there and because me and my kids love it. Well, I mean, that too. And Transformers. Transformers yeah. films kill. 
Um, I don't know if Bumblebee did, but either way, they, they were doing it over there. So I told people, imagine if they made a Shang-Chi movie and have Shang-Chi beat the shit out of Captain America. That is going to be the number one film. Right? <laughs> yep. That's going to be the number Oh, oh, tell those dudes in China, oh, we got a Chinese hero beating the shit out of Captain America. Let's go. Well, that's not, <laughs> have you seen the uh, the trailer for that uh, new DC animated movie, Batman and the Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I saw the trailer for it. Oh, dude, yeah. the trailer, when it shows Shredder fighting Batman, I, I got goosebumps. That's like a childhood dream of seeing something like oh, that Oh, did happen. you read the comics? <laughs> did you read the comics? I, I saw them all, but I, I never picked them up. Oh, yeah, dude. If, if, they're anything, if this is anything like the books, oh, you're in for a treat. You are oh, in I'm for sorry. a treat. It so was good. nice. Yeah, the, the comics were great. The comics were great. I'm shocked it took them this long to do a cartoon for it. Um, yeah, Kaiju brought up Wolf Warrior. Wolf Warrior is... I, I finally watched it. It was like... It came out in 2017 and made almost a billion dollars. And it only came out in China. <laughs> what? Yeah, it only came out in China and made like $885 million. That's just how big their market is. Holy shit. Hey, we need to get Project Shadowbreed comics over in China. (laughs) China fucks with shit heavy. And the reason why Wolf Warrior did so well, I watched it. It's very Chinese patriotic. It's very go China. China's the best (laughs) in the world. (laughs) Like, they got Chinese dudes beating up dudes in Africa, beating up dudes in Germany, beating up dudes in America. They're fucking up everybody all over the world. Hey, fuck it. We've been doing it for years in America. I'm all for it. <laughs> right? I'm, Every other country can have their special forces movies and show us losing. That's fine. We've been doing it for years. I'm perfectly okay with it. I don't see the problem with it. It's no different than we've been doing for years. Yeah, shit. Fuck. I mean, Last Samurai. We went over there and told you guys oh, how to be samurais. Fuck what the that fuck? movie so much. <laughs> fuck that movie. I went to go see that shit with my mom and I was confused. <laughs> I was up on samurai lore. So I watched that movie and I'm like, how the fuck <laughs> did this white dude come and just beat all these Asian dudes in like a week? Yeah. <laughs> because it's Tom Cruise. He's the best. Ah, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> now, that would have been a true Mission Impossible. They need to retire that <laughs> Was that Mission Impossible? Was that a Mission Impossible movie? A fucking week. A fucking week. But anyways, yeah. So they're all about that type of shit. So imagine if they do that. They already love Marvel films. Mm-hmm. And now you add that element? Oh shit. And there are people who hit me up, they're like, oh man, I don't know. I'm not gonna watch this movie. I don't know why they would think that. I'm like, oh, you think they give a shit about what you think? Right? <laughs> you think they give a shit? What Tim in Oakland thinks we got an entire country with eight billion people looking for this. <laughs> exactly. And so it's like the movie doesn't have to do that great here. It'll kill in China. <laughs> True. <laughs> Money's money. If it doesn't come from here, don't find it someplace else. I'm all Man. for it. I'm all for it. As Americans, we've had a lot of shit. Let other people have things too. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? 100% agree. I could definitely agree. I think, like you said, it's it goes into the same thing we we're talking about with Eternals. We are moving into not just the land, but a world of inclusion. I mean, we communicate so far so easily. I mean, the internet alone has brought people together from across the world. Like you said, you you were you worked with somebody who you had literally never met on five issues of a book. 
I mean, yeah, that yeah, is. Well, I'm doing that right now with Angel. He's in New Jersey. I only talk to him on the phone and through texting. And then Julian is over in the UK who's doing the Red Hyena book. Yeah. yeah. I did my whole entire book, didn't actually meet any of them. I didn't even talk to my artists till like a month ago. <laughs> like, physically talk to them. <laughs> we had them on the show. Um, we did. I never even talked to them. Everything was 100% text messages, um, emails. <laughs> Excuse me, and Twitter, 100%. And that's why I tell people, what a fucking time we live in right now. What a time. Take advantage of all of this shit that's available for you. You got two guys saying right now on this place, we made our dreams come true through the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and think about what I'm that does. behind you. I think what that does for, you know, I think for people kind of going forward, and I think what Disney's realizing is, our younger generation communicates in a fashion where they don't first see color. They get to know people based on who they are mm-hmm. before yeah. you see them, before you get to worry about what, how they dress, how they look first. So you have a very more open generation, and there's a lot of people trying to hold on to just shitty, hateful messages that they mm-hmm. gain from nothing. Yeah. I mean, most people who I know who, like I said, who end up hating things like Captain Marvel, like, well, I heard it was feminist agenda. You see the movie? No, no, but I know it sucks. You don't know that. You have no idea what you're looking at. You're just making a judgment. And the new age of people, they don't relate to that anymore. I have an argument that those people who refuse to watch it, like Cthulhu, who we had on last week, I think that they're afraid that they would like it. Definitely. Mm. And that their their friends or their inner circle make fun of them for it. Yeah. Well, no, not even their inner circle. What's funny is I think a lot of them are just trying to hold on to some kind of mispri- misplaced primal hate. And don't get me wrong, we know Chidulu. He's not a terrible guy. I mean, his opinions on Captain Marvel are extreme, ve- are very extreme. But like I said, I think a little bit of it is a show for somebody like him. But there's a lot of people who I think you know, like you said, they don't want to like it. They want to hold on to that hate, but many of them also want attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're they scared. They a lot of it off of this. A yeah. lot of attention. But at the same time, they're advertising, advertising the movie better than even Disney. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what Brie Larson said wasn't bad at all. It's just that people are sensitive and got caught up in their little feelings. Basically, what she said, she said, I would like to see more women and women of color at these press interviews. And you know yeah, what? Okay. I agree. Yeah. Why not? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, nobody gave... I mean, you notice the only thing that people were upset about with Wonder Woman is when Wonder Woman... When they said, we're going to do a female-only screening mm-hmm. at one of the theaters. And me, I was like, okay, cool. I mean, for me, that's like, hey, uh, you know, because I, I have a daughter and a wife. And I'm like... Cool, so you mean I can send both of them and stay at home and play video games? Absolutely. Right? Bet. <laughs> Absolutely. Because ain't no way I'm not going to see Wonder Woman, but at the same time, dude, a female-inspired a female inspired event where you can go and, you know, you can enjoy that and recognize that we are moving forward in, you know, the diversity of female-led roles and things, great. That's awesome. You guys what should do that. What is wrong with that? I'm confused. What I, is wrong with that? If someone I, said... It blows with, my mind when I see people upset that over these things and i don't understand why it's a bad thing that uh these women are getting lead roles or that we're promoting them getting the lead roles i saw one of the 
the negative like comments or reviews for Captain Marvel was when she falls through like a blockbuster, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, she knocks off Arnold Schwarzenegger's head in like a True Lies cutout, yeah, and doesn't do any doesn't do anything to like Jamie Lee Curtis, and everyone's like, "See, they're destroying you oh, know oh, one of our strongest oh, '90s sake. men." superheroes and i'm just like this is the dumbest shit i've ever read like that's the man the reach that out of the movie like that's the thing you remember from the movie you know i have talked to arnold directly and he has told me he has no problem with that part of the film (laughs) he actually finds captain marvel to be amazing film and he hopes it goes further he wants brie larson in the next terminator Uh, MTF on our feed says because they want certain things to be theirs and pretty much for a long time the whole concept has been comic book shit or for men. Yeah, I mean, Superman wears his underwear, his male-looking underwear on the outside of his pants. Come on, let's be real with And recently, he's no, taken off the underwear. Underwear off and on in a phone booth? That's the fastest way to do it is put it on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Tights first, underwear outside. Got it. Uh, Nick Fury was doing dishes was a criticism. Like, people... I don't know. I'm a black man. I've done dishes. I, I, know. I, I do dishes. dishes every day. Dude, <laughs> I did dishes this morning. And I didn't even get all the I dishes do done. Dishes. And I was looking at it like, damn. I got the dishes when I get home. The wife had to go to work. She she made breakfast. I got to do the dishes when I get back. <laughs> the, way I, the way I view it is the less chores my wife has to do at the house, the more chores she does on me when we're in the bedroom. So ah, if I could if I gotta <laughs> toss loads of laundry from one thing to the other or carry something, it's all just adding up to her having more free time for me and her. That's Ow. the way I view it. Yep. So, Ow. okay, you I feel you. I fucks with it. Hey, you start doing the dishes and stuff before she asks and doing those things. She's gonna be like, "Well, what the hell am I supposed to do?" And that's when you just point those two thumbs right back at your smiling face and you go count. <laughs> Wow, wow. Hey, man, we got a whole bed upstairs. That's just... <laughs> we got a whole bed upstairs, a sink with no dishes in it. Floor's clean, laundry's clean. There's so many times where she says, why are you doing this? And I'm like, you know damn well why I'm doing this. So you ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> Take yep. your ass upstairs. I'll be ready. <laughs> I'm heading up there. I'll right be ready up. when I get the apron off, honey. I'll that. be ready. <laughs> Someone said, I'm going to feed. This guy gets it. I, I will clean every dish. She does all the cooking. I can barely make cereal. <laughs> no, that's how it is. Yeah. Someone, the people on the feed agree with you. I don't know if you see it. That guy says, this guy gets it. <laughs> no, I, I'm literally just staring at my computer screen with your little Galactus picture staring back at me. I have no uh, idea what's being said about me. So I, I don't know, know it's if all anyone like me or not. It's all, oh, no, they're no fucking worries. with it. They're fucking yeah, with no, it. you're good, man. You're good. Trust Trust me. Me. Yeah, they're fucking right. with it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, shut up, MTF. <laughs> He says sharing the load. Oh, God, man. Oh, man. You know what, man? I'm glad I could, like, reflect with you because, like, as a creator with a family, like, I I tend to bond more with that. And that's something my, uh, my dad told me. He said the older you get, you start to, like, hang out and talk more to people who are also in the relationships because they understand the things. Like, you know, like. Like, doing the dishes and stuff. And a lot of people who don't, they think that's demasculating. I'm like, all the shit my wife does, all she asks me to do is wash dishes? (laughs) Have you tried my wife's pork tenderloin? Like, that is the best (laughs) thing. It's delicious. If all I have to do is do the dishes and I get to eat that shit, easy peasy. Yeah, right, right. Nice, nice, She feeds me like a king. If all I got to do is a couple dirty dishes, that's easy. My man, my man. Uh, Um... 
So I do want to, uh, you know, we have like what, like a little bit over ten minutes left. What I do want to ask you um, is: there any advice you can give to someone who wants to do their own comic book? Never give up is the first thing I will tell you. Okay. I don't care how many times someone tells you no, someone tells you this isn't for me, someone tells you this isn't going to sell, don't take that personally. Take it with a grain of salt and you keep trying. That is that is something, that is the biggest lesson I can tell you. You can, uh, it could take a thousand hits to break a wall, but you don't know which hit is going to break that wall. So if you stop, you could be one short. I mean, you got to keep trying. Um, the next thing is is be humble when you do start uh, selling comics and when someone comes up and tells you that they love your book and just tell them thank you. That is the coolest thing in the world is when I had people I went to high school with buying my comic from one of the local comic shops here and then after they read it and loved it, they saw my name at the back, then they messaged me and were like, holy shit, like, I just read your book, like, this is awesome. I had to go meet up with them and just thank them. Like I went and met up with them to thank them and just, you know, talk to them about the book and ask what they liked about it. I took criticism from them. Um, I mean, those are the, those are the only two things I could think of if I was going to tell anyone. If you're gonna, if you're trying to do this, mm -hmm. is don't give up and be humble when you start doing stuff. Absolutely, I can agree with that. Absolutely. Um, you know, I got a lot of art done for mine, and people were asking me, you know. How was I able to do that? And I said, uh, I kept hitting people up. And for every one person that said, yeah, I had five that said, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, is, it is like that. But once, like, it, I found Stephanie after I looked at 15 other people. I found uh, Angel after I talked to some other people. See? I found Julian after I talked with other people. Like, you find, you will find the people that you are meant to work with. Exactly. Um, I have a saying I love to say, uh, if you work hard enough, the universe will make something happen. Yep. If you work hard enough and stay persistent, eventually the universe will be like, oh, okay, this is what this person is trying to do. Let's make it happen. But you have to prove to the world and the universe how serious you are. Yeah. I read a quote uh, when I was in high school. Um, I was in bands all through high school, punk bands, you know, so you had to get the foot out and, you know, tell people about your shows. But the quote was, 80% of success is just showing up. Facts. I mean, there's, there is probably six other people right now listening to me talk on this podcast who mm -hmm. can probably write a story better than me. Mm -hmm. But every day they go home and play PlayStation or they sit and watch movies and stuff. And I sit down and I write and I try to get this going because if you guys aren't going to try to get it done, I'm going to try to get it done because Facts. this is what I want. Facts. There you go. Facts. Actually, True. yeah, showing up, uh, that's number one. And just, you know, just the fact that you actually went out and do it. You went out and did it. That's showing people that how serious you are about it. And, you know, there are things, you know, and, and if anything, I'm a big believer in paying things forward as well. So what I do is, you know, when people ask me questions, I tell them all the mistakes I made. and said, don't do this. Don't do yeah. this. Do this instead. Don't do this. Do this instead. I always tell people, I died so you can live. <laughs> like, I went through that so you don't have to go through that. That's a Jay-Z line. Uh, I went through that so you don't have to go through that. Like, if I could pay that for it, I want to be the help to you that I wish I had. Like, yeah. I didn't have that help. And since I didn't have that help, I went and learned everything so that you don't have to. 
and all I ask is pay it forward. Like if people need help with something, help them. Show them, tell them what I told you. You know, it has to start somewhere. Someone has to do it. Someone has to tell people, look, you can do this. Me and you did it. And the only yep. difference between what me and you did and they did is that we're actually doing it and they're not. That's it. That's all it is. It's just we're doing it. You're not. There I, is no, is- I come from a poor neighborhood. I come from a poor block. I still made it happen. There you go. I got See? two kids, grown-ass kids, two grown kids. And I got a two-story house, family, 52 cats. <laughs> we only have four, cats. but it seems like there's more than that. Uh, dogs, all that shit. Got bills, got all that, and I still did it. And I'm pretty sure you can relate, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm still grinding, trying to make it to uh, to making comics my only income. Mm-hmm. I still have a, I still have another job. I manage two car washes. That <laughs> <Okay>. sucks. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, but I mean, I imagine you, at least you get some time in between, you know, kind of going around it, right? I mean, if no, you're managing it. No. The other one, I just babysit over the security cameras. So I ain't even got to go to that one. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's what's up, but man. It, it's just, it's doing it. It's no matter how tired I am, if I need to get something written and done, I have to get it done because this is, my goal is to be able to work from home. Uh, that's That's what I want to do, so. Trust me, dude. I trust me. I feel the same. I feel the same way. Believe me, I'm trying to do this full time, and just be able to come in and talk, share thoughts, feelings, and everything else with the world. Do that full time. Help promote other people mm-hmm. and their goals and dreams, Put and you know, on, man. help. Uh, help I appreciate uplift. your guys' help. Hey, not a problem. Hey, dude. Not a problem. I want to thank you for coming on to our show um, so very much. Um, most definitely. Most definitely. It's turned from an that. interview to just us just talking. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I'm looking at the clock, and you said it'd be about a 20-minute interview, and we're at like an hour and 20 minutes. And that's yeah. how the show goes. Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a free-form show. This actually, It's funny. This show, the show concept almost started like, what, it's actually like 15 years ago now? Because mm. this man used to run a comic shop. And I'd go in that comic shop and we'd have these long discussions about everything in the comic world for hours. And people would tell us that they came in just to listen to us. We so reconnected. Like mall rats. You guys are like a real life <laughs> version of mall rats. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty That's much. That's a putting it. Yeah, we, That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, we found each other a couple years ago and it turned out we lived in the same apartment complex. Yeah, that was Even crazy. though I had moved across state and just come back. <laughs> and we sat down one day and just hit live button and... Here we are, and we've done hundreds of episodes, and we're still here doing it. Um, we have a decent following. I know we could reach higher, but you know the thing is, but somebody don't advertise. <laughs> oh come on, dude! I'll call you out. I gotta call you out. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> I used to think it was bullshit until one of my most loyal followers was like, "Wait, you have a show?" Yep. <laughs> Bro, I, I was going to screenshot all the tweets where I link our show and tweet it out and show this man. You never retweet this. I retweet. You are tagged. You I never retweet. retweet. Nah, I can call you out, bro. This is, this is, <laughs> don't I, even do it. that kind of hurt when the dude was like, oh, wait, you have a show? I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I guess I don't. I mean, I guess I can do better. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, I, I, I do too. You're, you're working on a book. I'm you put it out, man. We got to you, he doing you, you doing that thing, and I know that's that's a love of yours. So I've been handling most of this. Oh shit! Uh, but I'm getting better at it. But uh, I want to thank you once again. Go ahead and plug all your stuff again. Hey, thank you guys. Um, my name is Justin. I'm the writer from uh, Project Shadowbreed. You guys can follow me at Peak Like Dante. 
Um, just like in Ghetto Superstar song. Peak like Dante. <laughs> hey, that's right. Such a go. good song. It such is. a good song. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. The, pro- the, the book is Project Shadow Breed. Uh, you can find that at Facebook and Instagram, at Project Shadow Breed. On Twitter, at Project Shadow BR. Um, uh, what else? You can find uh, the artist for volume number two. His name is Angel. You can find him at Comic Art Angel. Uh, volume two is going to be coming out later this year. Red Hyena, you can follow her. Uh, so you can find her series is at, Red, at Hyena Red, I believe it is. Um, I'll tweet all this stuff to you guys too. Absolutely. Yeah, I was gonna say either send it to me over a Skype or tweet it, and we'll retweet it out for you. Yeah, we'll definitely There's get that. So up. much junk. Um, but yeah, I just <laughs> you guys can find it at evilcatcomics.com. That's evil cat with a K, C O M I X dot com. Uh, it has links to Comic Central for the digital copies. Has links to our merch store. Um, there's links to the graphic novel and the singles for prints. Uh, those are not, are not available yet, but they're coming soon, nice. like very soon in the next like month. Um, yeah, it's just evilcatcomics.com, Project Shadowbreed. You guys will love the story. We won best storyline of 2017 from Comic Central for nice. these five issues. Hey, uh, no. You guys, it's it's five action-packed issues of great gripping storyline. Um, the best way to think of it is Punisher in the X-Files with a werewolf soldier and uh, someone, you know, a handler helping him regain his thoughts and memories and abilities. And it's a whole lot of uncovering more and more of what's really going on. A lot of black operations, secret government stuff. This is up everyone's alley if you guys like um, any of the stuff that we've been talking about pretty much this last hour and a half. Yeah. Yes. And it has armpit gas. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's gonna have a lot of like old school slapstick comedy because that is I love like that that classic just three stooges type shit. So <laughs> she will be um our sexy bisexual uh mistress of mayhem with a lot of slapstick comedy but a lot of uh adventure. That's she's a, kinda yeah. like the uh like almost like a high tech uh, naughty Indiana Jones. What did you say? Uh, Sluts, slurpees, and samurais. Yeah. Her uh, volume one, her mini series is going to be called Head Games, and volume two, uh, when we get to that point, is going to be uh, slurpees, strippers, and samurais. Oh, strippers! Yeah. I said sluts. Yeah. <laughs> a little further. A little That's too far. <laughs> one is an employment. The other one's a drug term. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 man, I want to thank you for joining us, man. Thank we'll you see you on Twitter. Everyone, make sure to on. follow my... They, oh, thank you. Uh, Fievel on the feed, he uh, posted your Twitter link, so yeah. you should hopefully be getting more followers yeah. from there. And we'll be retweeting out your information um, when we post this episode to... Because uh, we do... it. This will come out, the audio version and everything, too. So, you guys, uh, next week, we will be live back on YouTube. Uh, I had some confirmation oh. stuff to do today. You actually can go on, and we've had some of our past episodes, and this episode will be up on YouTube um, later this week. Uh, this will also be on SoundCloud, iTunes, and everything else, and his uh, his Twitter information and everything else I get from him will be in that as well. Um, definitely thanks for coming on the show. It was, as you can see from the uh, like hour and a half conversation, it was great talking to you. <laughs> yes. Hey, anytime you guys need a fill-in guest, shoot me a call, man. I loved hanging out with you guys today. This was an awesome experience, and yeah, thank you for having me on. Hey, no problem. And definitely, you know, let us know when uh, when um, six through ten, six through eleven drop, and you know, we can. We'll definitely love to have you back on. You know, to to see uh, the new artists and uh, everything forward. 
Uh, oh, and someone... I will definitely let you know with Red Hyena, too. Oh, no, I, I will yeah. be looking out for Red Hyena. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> we got definitely. someone on the feed saying, Slurpee Strippers the Samurai, take, take my money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to wait just a little bit, but we can get the first volume to see what leads to the Slurpee Strippers and Samurais. <laughs> yeah, definitely check out the first volume, the first uh, first five issues. We checked them out, and the man's on the show, so uh, you, know, we, you know we're messing with it. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you definitely for uh, tuning in, sir, uh, and uh, blessings forward, sir. Hey, yeah. you guys as well. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. We'll you. see you online, man. All right. Out here. Hey, take care, guys. You too, man. Peace. Great episode. Good episode. Great interview. Um, All right. So um, anything to wrap with, good sir? Uh, we don't need a dark flash film. <gasps> we That's need a, not we, the move. We need a dark flash film as much as we needed a dark Phoenix film. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Ah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard out here. It's hard out here. Hard out here. We didn't need that smoke. Um, <laughs> we didn't need that. Oh shit! Um, I want to thank everybody for joining us today uh, while we talk shit about comic books. Um, yes. It's just fictional characters, guys. It's fictional characters. It's story. They're for enjoyment. I mean, look at this. It's a teddy bear raccoon, alright? It's funny! <laughs> it's for enjoyment! This isn't to be taken seriously! Like, for real, like, we just love talking about it, and, like, try not to take anyone's opinions about fictional characters as a personal attack to your character. Please. Please. If I say, fuck Batman, and you like Batman, I'm not saying fuck you. <laughs> but what if I am Batman? <laughs> then fuck you <laughs> you know what I'm saying uh, just have fun man you know th- th- this life isn't you know we don't have much time if not point. oh damn I'm gonna have to reset some shit damn alright I'll make all you haters disappear that's a threat that's a threat or you're threatening people huh or it's a promise <laughs> <laughs> This stupid as hell. Once again, thank y'all for joining us. I'm Tass, the old nerdy bastard. Phony toast. The toast is with the mostest. We'll see Uh, you all online. Peace. Peace out.